Thank you for joining us for episode 16 of Head Start. This is a weekly podcast to help Liberty's adult and student ministry life group leaders prepare for the upcoming lesson. Uh, So as we launch our time together, I would love for us to begin with the get to know you. This get to know you will be a little bit different as we uh, have the fellas around the table. And uh, last podcast, my challenge to our adult life group leaders was around the, the question, are you winning the battle for your mind? In just this urgent challenge that we have for each of us as Christ followers, that we're walking closely with God. Uh, and so just my, my urging to you was that you're spending time alone in God's Word, that, you're, uh, that you would recognize, hey, this is what God is teaching me. This is the passage of Scripture uh, that, that I'm working to memorize. Uh, so just that challenge in that way. And so my thought was, let's uh, hear from these fellas that stand on the platform, present the truth uh, of God's Word, and even challenge us as a congregation to do just what we were just saying. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. What does your quiet time look like? Uh, what is God teaching you? What Scripture are you memorizing maybe? I, I don't know, just things like that. Um, so whoever wants to go first, would love to hear from you guys. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and jump in and go first. Um, in terms of my own quiet time, um, I've actually changed it up this week um, before knowing that we were going to be talking about this. Um, so uh, mine, I am an early morning person, much more early, uh, much more of an early morning person than my the rest of my family. So I'll get up before them and have some time in, in the scriptures, um, right? The plan that I'm starting will carry me through the Old Testament a couple times uh, in the does, year. Does this early morning include coffee? It does. Okay, good. Yes, that's first. Um, so once I have my coffee, I'll get into to reading. Um, so it'll take me through the Old Testament a couple times this year. And then in the New Testament, I'm just spending um, time in one chapter each day, just really trying to uh, just slow down in, in reading. Um specifically that. So uh, prayer time is wrapped up in whatever I'm getting from that New Testament chapter. Like that's, I'm, I'm trying to pray through it, whatever it's on. So that's what, what mine looks like right that's now. That's cool. Good. Thanks. Okay. I'll jump in. Um, mine begins with a cup of coffee. And so grab that cup of coffee, go to a favorite uh, spot in my recliner and um, currently this year, I've been working through a read the Bible through um, guide through navigators. It's called uh, the Book at a Time Bible Reading Plan. Uh, it's a good rhythm for me, Old Testament, New Testament. Um, it, it's 25-day each month reading plan, which gives you a little grace, and that's good for me on the weekends. And uh, so I enjoy um, just letting God's Word uh, wash in uh, to my heart and mind and, and seeing the, the story of Scripture by the read the Bible through. I will normally have something uh, to supplement with that at times. Um, uh, New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp has been something that I've gone to numerous times, different seasons, and I highly recommend that. Uh, or a shorter plan, one that I worked through during my sabbatical, 40 Days of Grace by Paul David Tripp. Just uh, just a, a short devotional thought uh, to supplement. And uh, I normally try to do just uh, some brief 
journaling, main, mainly uh, prayer thoughts and uh, updates and and uh, insights from Scripture uh, that that I may have targeted in my daily Bible reading, and then certainly time of, of meditation and prayer involved in that. And that's early morning, and um, blessed to be a morning person and get up and get started in that way. That's cool. Thank you so much. It's good. So for me, um, you know, I, I used to be much more of an early morning person than I am now. I'm finding out that my body would love to sleep a lot longer. Uh, but Kaylee and I have young kiddos in the house. And uh, so if we wait until later in the day, then we experience what Jesus experienced every time he tried to get alone with the Father. And that was the interruption of his uh, beloved disciples. Uh, hours go by Eli and Louie. And so... Um, yeah, I wake up early in the morning. Uh, I do not have coffee uh, because I'm making an effort to go to the gym most mornings, and uh, that that's a struggle. But I've heard that eating an apple uh, and drinking a cup of coffee does the same thing for you in the morning. I don't believe it, but I try and do it every day. So uh, spending time in God's Word um, usually looks like two uh, parts. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit less systematic, not trying to go through the whole Bible in a year. Uh, I use the Psalm a day approach. Uh, for my prayer time. And so today is September 7th. So today I was in Psalm 97. I started over in the 90s at the beginning of this month. And I just do that every, you know, every day. Uh, and it gets you, uh, it matches up with the day. So like, you know, next month I'll start in Psalm 121 on October 1st. Um, but that works out real well. Today's was about the Lord uh, being the majestic king and, and his presence. And so I was, it really stuck out to me like I just, you know, man, do I enter God's presence uh, with the kind of reverence that he deserves, the the knowledge and the awareness that, you know, his, his, his presence melts the mountains of the earth like wax. And most of the time I just kind of walk in sort of flippantly and, hey, God, here's what I'm thinking about today, you know. Um, and so that's what I do for prayer time. And then right now I'm reading through the, uh, the book of, of Exodus, uh, just a couple chapters at a time, writing down questions and observations that I have. <laughs> so I spent some great time this morning learning about the design of the tabernacle again, and, uh, enjoying the insane detail that God goes to, uh, telling his people what his, uh, what that space where he'll meet with them is supposed to be. So it's neat to see the Lord bring consistency and, and uh, you know, character to those devotions every day, but but that's what I'm currently doing right now. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you, fellas, for sharing that. I think it's important for us to, yeah, we, we've got to keep that in front of our leaders um, to say this is this is where we get fed. This is our daily uh, com- coming to the table, uh, and, and having that time alone with God is so essential. Uh, but I, I think it's good for our leaders to hear what uh, what your routine is like and, and what it's like uh, day after day. It's not just um, studying for a sermon uh, in your quiet time. Correct, uh, yes. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so we're continuing in this sermon series in Philippians. We've made it uh, in our meandering through chapter 1, mm-hmm. uh, put the period on that, and now we're actually going to step into uh, chapter 2. Uh, and uh, as opposed to um, the first chapter, uh, when we the first sermon in the series, what was that, two verses that you covered in that two first? Two verses. Yeah, two yes. verses, yeah. So this time, uh, as we move into a 
new chapter, we're going to actually cover 11 verses. What in the world? So this will be sermon number six, and we get to yeah. 11 verses, yeah. That's just craziness. At so, least there, it's all really easy, and it's not chock full of a ton of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to look at it. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and Brian is going to work us through this passage of Scripture. My joy. So the Apostle Paul uh, really begins to dive into or further into what he is appealing uh, for the the Philippian believers. And that's unity. Uh, That's probably the banner that you could put all of the content of this uh, passage underneath. Um, Again, just that reminder to you, life group leaders, that Paul is really excited about what God's doing in Philippi. Um, In in the vast majority of his letters, Paul has to spend considerable time addressing a gospel issue uh, with those believers. That's not as true in Philippians. There are things that he confronts, and he certainly does, uh, you know, even call people out specifically. Uh, interestingly, even that uh, fits in with the banner of unity and agreement and, and urging uh, these, these two ladies, Euodia and Syntyche, uh, to agree with one another and to be of one mind. So that's what we're going to see when we dive into uh, chapter two. Really kind of four segments, I guess, of the passage as I'm seeing it in my mind, um, and they break down sort of nicely. But uh, the first one is just from verse one, and Paul says, hey, if there is, if then there is any, and then he lists a handful of things. Um, the implication that's over this is that there is these things, right? He's not saying like, if there's encouragement in Christ and maybe there's not, or if there's fellowship in the spirit and maybe there's not, he's saying, if there is encouragement in Christ, if there is consolation of love, if there's fellowship of the spirit, affection and mercy. Oh, and by the way, church at Philippi, those things are all there and you can lean into them. Uh, and then he's gonna, he's gonna make his, his appeal for unity. Those four phrases, uh, yeah, I I was being completely sarcastic and joking with what I said earlier. You could spend an entire sermon on each one of these phrases in verse one. Very true. (laughs) So if there is encouragement in Christ, what what does it look like to be uplifted? Actually, the word there is the same one that, uh, you know, paraclete that we use for, or Jesus uses for the Holy Spirit elsewhere. Uh, So if there is that help in Christ uh, Jesus, and we know that there is, if there's consolation of love. And, and uh, man, I just think of the first thought that came to my mind was, you know, if, you, if you've ever received a hug from somebody who loves you in the wake of a tragedy, you know, where yeah. you're just devastated and they wrap their arms around you, that consolation of love that you receive in that moment. Uh, certainly there is fellowship with the spirit. Um, actually in my study of this, uh, you know, just understanding that like the spirit had achieved, uh, in just a few short years in the church, what, the Roman Empire, for all its might and power and wealth and longevity, could not achieve. And that was Mm. unity across racial, socioeconomic, uh, even gender lines. Uh, The Spirit was achieving that unity, uh, and Rome, for all its power, could not do that. So yes, there is fellowship and uh, common bonding within the Spirit, and then, of course, affection and mercy, and we receive that from the Lord as well. So those things being there, Paul says he wants the Philippians to make his joy complete by doing the next uh, few things. Uh, and, And again, you have to see unity in what Paul is saying. That's what he's after with each of these statements. He says, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, right? Having the same love, being united in spirit, 
and being intent on one purpose. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to organize the church under a common mission and saying, hey, let's have one thing that's the main thing. And everything else that we talk about underneath that, we can have those conversations, we can have those debates. But when it comes to this, we have to commit to unity together so that we can be about that one purpose, That's which good. for Paul yeah. is is going to be fulfilling the Great Commission uh, that the Lord gave to his disciples, that, um, that we would go about our business of making disciples as we go, wherever we find ourselves, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus commanded them uh, and, and baptize them along the way in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That was the ambition of the Apostle Paul's life, to name Christ uh, and to see people glorify him. And he wants that to be the ambition of the church at Philippi as well. So don't lose sight of that unity. Uh, But if you can put yourself in the shoes of the Philippians for just a moment, I mean, you ought to be asking the question like, well, that's real nice, Paul. How do we stay united? Uh, Because I'm looking around this table and uh, there's four of us sitting here. I love each one of these guys with a love that I've not had for coworkers, uh, you know, throughout my, my young years in ministry. Uh, we've served together, every single one of you, for the seven years that I've been at Liberty. Um, we disagree on some things. We do. So how can we, the four of us, be united together uh, in carrying out the mission of the Lord? Well, that's what he's going to dive into with the rest of this passage, verse, uh, verses uh, really 3 all the way through 11. And so it's an appeal for unity by way of um, humility. So verse 3, he's going to talk about doing nothing uh, you know, nothing, I'll say it again, out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Uh, Instead of that, we need to be humble, uh, considering other people as more important than ourselves, right? When I look at each one of you around the table, if I'm thinking I'm better than you or I'm more important than you, then Paul would say, I'm out of line and I'm endangering the unity of the body of Christ. And so it's about maintaining that uh, humility. I think that's really a really good lead into some of the more important questions within the curriculum. Um, When you get to that section of verses three and four, particularly, um, considering how in the world conceit is a threat Mm. to unity, uh, you know, why is it such a major threat? And then that leads right into the the other questions, the follow-up questions to those. You know, what does it mean to really look out for the interests of others? And, and the curriculum leads you to go, well, what are some actual practical ways to do this? And I think that's where you as leaders and we as leaders can pause and say, let's, let's really get some tangible examples of what this looks like. Because you're going to have a group of people that say, yes, we should be more humble. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should mm-hmm. look to the interests of others. But in terms of going that step, one step further and going, okay, well, for you personally, what does that actually look like yep. um, can be very helpful to the group members to actually take a step in that direction of putting others' interests before their own. So I think those are three just straight questions from the curriculum, three back-to-back questions uh, that are very, very helpful. That it, that verse 3 says, do nothing from selfish ambition. Uh, of all the things that you do, mm. and we do things every day, of all the things that you that you do, none of them are supposed to be of self driven by selfish ambition. Right. Um, so, just another way to look at that uh, very clear directive there 
because we do things. We do. What's driving them? Yeah, yeah. And how countercultural is that? Uh, you know, it's just this is opposed to to pretty much everything that we're used to. What Paul's going to do in verses four, or I'm sorry, five through eleven, is he's going to encourage the Philippians to do all of this by adopting the attitude that the Lord Jesus demonstrated for us. This is a super famous passage. Um, there's a lot of uh, man, just different theological lessons that we can learn from it. Certainly, practical lessons that we can learn from it. Um, it people have have studied one word in this passage with their entire lives and and devoted the, to understanding what does it mean that Jesus emptied himself as the, the son of God, the second member of the Trinity. So there's a ton of different things that we could talk about. And obviously in this podcast, we don't have time for all of them. In your life group, you don't have time for all of them. Uh, so so let, me, let me just kind of try and highlight a few things. Uh, now, first of all, Paul goes to great uh, effort to say the reason that we... Um, the reason that we don't live united is because we're not focused on Jesus. If we look to him, then man, there is no reason for these squabbles and these arguments and these disagreements that we have, petty as they are, to drive us away from the one thing that should be the main thing in our midst. And so when a church struggles with a lack of unity, the question that always needs to be before us is, are our eyes set on Jesus. And if they're not, that's, that's repentance step number one. Um, and, and man, I would say the same for, for you life group leaders. Uh, in the this, this um, passage of um, looking at Jesus that Paul highlights, man, uh, I want you to notice how many levels Jesus steps down right over and over again. Paul, Paul says, first of all, he didn't consider equality with God as something to be grasped or exploited, used for his own advantage, right? but he made himself nothing. Okay. So that's a step down. Uh, he took the very nature of a servant, right? Another step down. He was made in human likeness, like the one who had known no pain, put on skin that could cut and bruise and bones that could break and all these kinds of things. So another step down, uh, he was found in appearance as a man. And then here's what he did. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. Another step down, even death on a cross, which a Jewish person would have said anybody, you know, cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. And that's what crucifixion is. So they'd look at people who were crucified and say, that person must be cursed by God. And indeed, Jesus took that curse, not because he had done anything wrong, but in order to bear the curse that that you and I had brought upon ourselves. So notice how many levels Jesus kind of just steps down as he's uh, emptying himself. Um, But then Paul turns because it's not enough to talk about how low Jesus went. You have to understand that this one who submitted himself to death, even death on a cross, was then exalted uh, by God um, to the highest place. He was given the name that is above every other name, which this is crazy. Uh, man, I'm going to encourage you, if you have time, or l- let me say it this way, if you can make time, read through Isaiah 40 through 55 as you prepare to teach this lesson and see how many times God... Uh, Uh, in Isaiah, uh, of course, before the kind of the revelation of, you know, the the Trinity uh, as we, as we know it, um, how many times God in Isaiah says again and again, I alone am the Lord. I will not share my glory with anyone else. This is my name. I will not share my glory with anyone else. Over and over again through those 15 chapters, he says it. And yet here we are in Philippians 2, where uh, because Jesus is God, 
God can say, I gave him that name that is above every other name and elevated the name of Jesus so that at the name of Jesus, and then he's quoting, uh, of course, from, from uh, that passage, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. The last thing that I'll say here uh, is just, man, this this last uh, verse, it's a great opportunity to present the gospel as clearly as it is. Um, every knee is going to bow to Jesus. You will either bow to him knowing that he is your Savior and your Lord, having received his Lordship during your earthly life, or you will bow to him because he will stand before you as the resurrected, glorified Lord, and he will be your judge, and you will know that you do not have an answer for him. And so, man, great opportunity for you to say, hey, now is the time to bow your knee to Jesus and to confess with your mouth that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Really incredible passage. I hope that you have a great time studying it with your life group. Good. Thank you, Brian. And uh, as you... uh lean into the passage and and really point people to Jesus. Our measures, there are three questions that you have in your curriculum. I'm just going to uh, share the last one and and want you, as you know your life group, to kind of read and pray through these questions and help connect uh, what Paul is teaching with the measures of a disciple that we identify at Liberty. But as we are uh, students who are transformed by the power of the gospel. As we are growing to learn what it means to live transformed or changed, uh, the question is, what do you need to change so that you can grow to be more like your Savior? Uh, What about that attitude of humility, of embracing that? Uh, What about our motives for what we do? And so leaning into that measure as as a student who lives changed, uh, you know, what does that mean? What's the application for us personally? Which leads right into the live it out section. We have um, one specific for this week and then one that's kind of a common thread throughout the month. Uh, first one is where specifically do you need to consider the interest of others above yourself? Uh, where do you struggle with that? And uh, how will you uh, make that difference as you move forward in the week? And really making that application of embracing that uh, unity through humility for the sake of the gospel. And then our monthly challenge is Uh, pray and and set up a time to share a meal with the person with whom you've been praying uh, or for whom you've been praying uh, for their salvation or to confirm whether or not they have a relationship with Jesus. And this uh, meal with them uh, breaks down barriers and it enables you to hear from them and learn more about them, but also uh, it, it gives you opportunity to share your gospel story uh, in that uh, setting over a meal. So encourage you to uh, certainly lean into the measures and live it out. That's cool. Uh, Kyle's going to give us a preview as we look at the next couple of weeks on Wednesday nights. Yeah, we've just uh, wrapped up uh, a really great first block of e-groups for the fall. Um, and so uh, before we start our second block, uh, we have a family cookout 
coming up uh, this Wednesday on the 13th uh, for uh, all of our members and then also certainly want to include anybody that you can invite uh, in our community to be there. Uh, it's going to be at the community center from 5 to 7.30. So uh, we've got the gym rented out. We've got, uh, uh, we're going to have hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, food like that. And then uh, we'll have golf carts taking people back and forth to the playground. If uh, your kids want to play out there, we'll also have some yard games uh, in um, and around the community center. So certainly want to invite you to be a part of that. You can register online at uh, lbcchelsea.com. Um, we also have the next block of e-groups starting the following Wednesday on uh, the 20th. So we've got three brand new classes that will last for the those four weeks. We've got What Have We Done? Um, is a parenting class for those with kids uh, birth to fifth grade. Uh, so thought that would be appropriately titled there. We've got another Next Steps uh, class that will be beginning on Wednesday nights. So if you have anybody in your group that has not participated in that, or if you as, as a leader have never participated in that, hey, it's a great opportunity for you to uh, or your group to participate in the Next Steps class. And then we've got Buried in the Busyness, uh, uh, going to be led by our very own Brian uh, and then Rick Camp, um, going to be a really good uh, group to address certainly a topic that every one of us uh, is impacted by. Just what does it look like to be faithful in the midst of busyness? So you can register for those online as well. So definitely want you and your group uh, to be aware of those and to make it a priority to be there. Yes, certainly we want to encourage our life group leaders to participate in e-groups. Uh, so in, encourage you guys as you're able uh, to get registered and be a part of that. And not only that, also to, like Kyle's already said, uh, to urge uh, your group to participate in these groups as we grow together in these uh, specific uh, areas that need attention. So um, thank you for joining us for the podcast. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday.